Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is James Bell coming to you live again tonight with yet another episode of Diving Into the Heart of God. I thank you for each one of you that have joined in with me here tonight. I thank you for each and every one of you that have really showed your gratitude towards God. Those of you that, that, that come and support me each and every time that that I may drop another episode because I'm not always on a very particular schedule, but I speak as I hear my father speaking. Ladies and gentlemen, have I heard my father speak? Have I heard our father speak? And I've heard from God's heart. So what I come to do here tonight was to, to share with you the very word that God has placed with inside of me. So as some of you may notice, and some of you may not notice because you're just only hearing me, but tonight we are venturing out in another uh, area of uh, trying to record, trying to do visual along with the podcast to, just to see if we can reach out to more people, if, if we can pick up a, 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 a bigger audience. But I pray that, that I reach the very people that God has called for me to reach you see, because everything that James has to say means nothing. But there's so many people out there that need to hear the voice of God. So tonight, I'm just going to move in another area of obedience. And, and we're just going to put this on out here tonight. As as it has been, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's been a month since I've uh, dropped uh, my last episode. But tonight, I come with... Uh, with a very powerful word that has just been ringing in my spirit for the past, uh, really the past two or three weeks. Uh, this is a very word that God has given me. And, and I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, there, there will be a third part to this. And I guess I kind of let the cat out of the bag because <laughs> I never told you that this, this episode was going to be a, a, a second part or a sequel. So I guess now that that's not a secret, since I've already told you. But nevertheless, that's not what is important. What's important is that is that the very word of God will be brought forth here tonight. So as I, before, and like always, before we bring the word here tonight, before we take this opportunity to dive into God's heart, we're just going to take a moment and we're just going to seek God for a minute. And, and, and some of you that may see me visually, yes, I will, I will definitely pray with my eyes closed. Not that it makes a difference, but, uh, but so oftentimes I get to pray with my eyes open because I'm driving down the road or I'm heading to the office or I'm heading home from work or, or I'm driving to a job site. So, so as always, my prayer is always continuous. My prayer throughout the day never ends. I just pick up right where I left off at. And that's why the Lord told us to pray without ceasing. Ta-da! <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, so for, for just a few moments, if we could just honor God, if we could invite Holy Spirit to be here with us tonight, to speak the very words that He desires to speak, because as we always know, and as I will always say, James has nothing to say unless the Spirit of God speaks through me. So ladies and gentlemen, let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Our dear glorious and heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us. Lord, you have blessed us with yet another opportunity. Lord, an opportunity, Lord, to, to call upon your holy name. The name, Lord, in which that 
every knee shall bow lord and every tongue shall confess lord that you are the king of kings and the lord of lords So, Lord, as we just take a moment, Lord, and, 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 and as we do, Lord, just as you taught your disciples that how you pray to your Father is that you reverence His holiness, that you stand in awe of how holy that He is. So, Lord, and so, and so oftentimes, Lord, I get caught up in this very thing, Lord, that I just continue to think and to dwell upon your holiness. And Lord, and, and as the angels see you in a new facet, Lord, as they see you in a new realm of holiness, as they see your holiness revealed to them, Lord, they stop and they cry out and they say, Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, the one who was, the one who is and is to come. So Lord, as we reverence your word here tonight, as we reverence your presence, as we reverence, Lord, all that you have ever done for us. Because, Lord, I, st I stand in the very shoes, Father, Lord, that I'm often reminded, Lord, that without you, I'm nothing. Lord, that without you, I would be lost. Lord, that without you, I would be going to hell. Lord, a place in which that you never created for us. So, Lord, as we just stand in all of you, because, Lord, we stand in the presence of a holy God. We stand in reverence of a holy God. Lord, and we thank you because, Lord, we never chose you, Lord, but you, you chose us. And you have called us out of darkness to walk in your marvelous light. So Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. Holy Spirit, the very work that you have always done is glorifying your Father. Is glorifying the Father. Holy Spirit, help us to, to see the very things that our Father desires for us to see. Holy Spirit, help us to, to hear the things that our Heavenly Father wants us to see and to hear. Because, Lord, we desire, Lord, for, for this to be revealed to us. Lord, and the very things, Lord, that will be revealed is this revelation. And, Lord, revelation brings forth transformation. Because, Lord, Revelation tells me from my experience, Lord, Lord, that no one can tell me any different, Lord, than what you have spoken to me. And the very words that you speak to me, Lord, they become life-changing. They transform my life, Father. So, Lord, each and every person, Lord, here tonight, as well as myself, Lord, reveal to us, Lord, your heart. Reveal to us, Lord, your heart. Lord, that we, that we may be transformed, Lord, into your glorious image. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. We honor your word, Father. And we thank you. Hallelujah. 
Lord, you said that if you would be lifted up, Lord, you said that you would draw all men into you. So, Lord, as we lift you up here tonight, Lord, maybe there's someone here on the other end of this speaker, maybe someone on the other end of this TV or on the other end of this monitor, Lord, that's crying and that's, that's pleading for a family member, that's begging and pleading for their child, for their son, their daughter. Lord, that you would have mercy on them one more time. So, Lord, as we unite here together, Father, Lord, and we ask for the very same thing, Lord, that you would have mercy on us, Father, Lord, one more time. Because, Lord, we have been so eager, Lord, to seek after our own desires and we have neglected the very things that you have created us for. Lord, that you created a people, Lord, that would worship you wholeheartedly. And the beauty of that, Lord, is that you gave us a choice. <laughs> you gave us a choice, Father. You could have made us serve you, but you chose to give us the choice. And Lord, and I'm so glad, Lord, that not only have I made that choice, Lord, but I'm continuing to make that choice in reference to my actions. Because, Lord, I, didn't, I neglect myself daily. Lord, that I pick up the cross, Lord, and I follow after you. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of, of doing anything, Father, Lord, that is contrary to your, your nature. Lord, that's contrary to your actions. That's contrary to your word. Lord, forgive us, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, and we ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Master, my Savior, my wonderful Counselor, my Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it's just, just so hard just to, <laughs> to move past that because, ladies and gentlemen, that's what pressing in is. That's what pressing in is. And that's something that each and every one of us has to, to learn for ourselves. But when we come to the realization of what He did for us, and He never had to do it, but yet he chose to. And he gives us the very same option is that he allows us to choose to as well. So ladies and gentlemen, without further delay, as I have already uh, uh, burned up about 11 minutes of our time. Excuse me as I may look on the screen and off the screen because I've got a couple monitors around me. Uh, so I'm just trying to keep tabs on a few things because I don't have some type of production group here. <laughs> I'm learning all of this on my own as I go and by the grace of God. But ladies and gentlemen, without further delay, I'd like to just dive right on in tonight's message. And tonight's message has been brought to you in part of Holy Spirit. I just thought that that would sound real good. <laughs> but nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, let's just press right on into God's Word. And as, a, as some of you know and some of you may not be familiar with, the last episode, and if, you, and if you've not heard it, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to uh, go back on, on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or, or, or CastBox or, or, 
or whatever it is else that I, 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 I've been uploading to. Excuse me. But you'll have to go back and you'll have to, to listen to that one. That one's, a, uh, that one's around 25, 27 minutes long. So it was just really cut and dry and just straight to the point. Was there was no there was no holes bars there was there was no holding anything back. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, forgive me as I'm clipping here a little bit. I'm uh, trying to run my soundboard all at the same time. But ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to press right on in and and as we spoke about our last episode, we talked about uh, the end time deception. We talk about how how uh, widespread that deception would be in the the last days, and and Jesus had mentioned it four times in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty four. And because of time's sakes tonight, we're not going to go back and and recap as far as reading the scriptures. But but if you'll refer back to that in the description that I put in my post or put in my upload. You can very well see it for yourself that Jesus had mentioned four times to the disciples that before his return, that deception would be rampant. And the very thing that Jesus had mentioned four times, four times, ladies and gentlemen, this was three more times than anything else that he mentioned about the end of time, was that at the end that people would be deceived, that they would be deceived to believe a lie and as we read as what Paul had spoke to the church that he spoke the very same thing so ladies and gentlemen I encourage you to uh, if you've not heard that maybe you can just stop right now or maybe you can uh, pick up right at the end of this one and just tune right on in to that one to hear what the very uh, voice of God had to say in reference tonight but tonight we will start with uh, uh, part two to to uh, the end time deception and tonight's subtitle is going to be called a counterfeit Jesus and ladies and gentlemen something that is a counterfeit is is something that seems to be real something that looks to be real but the reality and it may even feel real but the reality is that it's not real it's it's a fake it's a phony it's a knockoff so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to read, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you know I've got scripture for you. Because I will never come before you without verifying it, that the word of God has spoken it. And as we always say, the Holy Spirit will never minister anything to you that violates or contradicts God's word. So the very word that we'll speak here tonight will be found in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And as Paul had wrote this letter, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to move right on into this. And we're just going to move with the unction of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, it said, But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you have received or a different kind of gospel other than the one that you have believed 
And Paul continues on. And he speaks this very same word in the book of Galatians, which for me, it was just a couple pages over. Or on my computer, it was just a couple of pages scrolled down. But in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, Paul spoke this very same word. And he said, I am shocked that you have turned away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Jesus Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. But it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, as my mind just began to, to turn, because I just, I began to ask God, and I began to ask Jesus and the Holy Spirit, who is the Trinity all in one, I said, what was the gospel that, that, that uh, Paul himself had preached? And, and, and as we look back through Scripture, we can it becomes so plain to see throughout the 13 letters that Paul had wrote that the very consensus of the gospel of Jesus that Paul preached was, number one, death, number two, resurrection, and the lordship of Jesus Christ. These were the very, this was the very gospel that Paul preached. And this was the very gospel that so many other people, so many false teachers, so many false preachers that was coming to these, these churches and they were preaching a different gospel. But ladies and gentlemen, as we can find in Romans chapter 6, the, the, I don't want to go into, excuse me, I don't want to go into detail tonight. I would challenge you to, to read Romans chapter 6 for yourself. And, and I challenge you not to read it, but I challenge you to study it. See, because Romans chapter 6, it speaks so much about the death. It speaks so much about dying. It speaks so much about uh, being resurrected to new life being done away from the sinful nature and it talks about the lordship of jesus christ that once we have died we have become a new creation these old things all of these things have passed away now that very particular part that is not in romans chapter 6 but that is also something else that that paul had said that i forget those things which are behind me But ladies and gentlemen, there's two things that just really stood out to me about Paul. That, that when, when he spoke about the death, when he spoke about the resurrection, when he talked about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul, he always spoke the truth. He never had anything to hide from you. He never had anything to, to, to hide from the churches. And ladies and gentlemen, I didn't make a mistake when I said that because the very word that Paul spoke is also a letter to us. It was a letter that, that, that was inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak and to minister to James right now, to minister whoever may be sitting on the other end of this TV, whoever may be sitting on the other end of this speaker. This is a very word that is spoken to us as well. So this is a very word that we must take to heart. And Paul always spoke the truth. He always spoke the truth. He did, it didn't matter who was around. 
it also uh, makes me wonder back that, that Jesus often did the same thing that because so often time in scripture says it says that Jesus said for verily verily I, I tell you the truth well the question is, is, is did Jesus ever lie to them so why did he have to say for verily 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 means when it says something twice that means it's like an exclamation point and it says I tell you the truth you see Jesus was always telling the truth Paul was always telling the truth and the very thing is that they always told the truth but the truth was not always accepted I'm reminded in John chapter 8 I believe it is that Jesus said that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free but ladies and gentlemen do you know what the truth is have you accepted the truth to to be the truth have you that's only a decision that's only something that you are in the know of and only you can say so because if you have received the truth if you have received God's word to be the infallible word of God then you never question it but you will always obey it we may fail at times ladies and gentlemen but that doesn't mean that we stay on the ground that means we get up and we brush ourselves off and we ask the Lord to forgive us and to repent of our sins and turn from our wickedness and turn towards God hallelujah and the truth is not always so easy to swallow because oftentimes it's, it's something that we don't want to hear and so many times I remember growing up in my life that my mom and dad had words for me that, that this was not always welcoming But as I grow up, I find out that these words were words of truth and that these words were only spoken in love, even though I'd never viewed them as love. But they were love, ladies and gentlemen, because they only wanted to point me in the right direction. Ladies and gentlemen, if you bear with me here, we're getting to the very title that we have spoken about here tonight. And the very thing that we're getting to, ladies and gentlemen, is that the church nowadays, that the church for the past 10 years, the church for the past 20 years, is no longer preaching repentance. They're no longer telling you to repent of your sins and turn towards God. And ladies and gentlemen, the word repentance in the Greek, excuse me if I get it wrong, but it's metania, or metania. And the very word in Greek means to, it means to have a change of mind, to have a change of heart that's reflected by the way that we live. And ladies and gentlemen, that's repentance. Repentance is turning away from the sinful nature that we were born in. Because we have received Christ into our life and we have become a new creation. Repentance is turning away from being separated from doing about face you no longer see what's behind you and ladies and gentlemen I'm not hearing the preachers I'm not hearing the ministers I'm not hearing the evangelists now I'm not saying that there's not none out there but here's what I'm saying is if this, if this very thing is being preached if repentance is being preached then why do we have so many people 
why do we have so many people that proclaim themselves to be Christians but they deny the very power that can change them and the very power that we have here can be found in Romans chapter 6 and again we're not going to go there tonight because I believe and I, and I know that some of you will take that opportunity to, to read and to study the word and to see what the spirit has to say to you the church excuse me ladies and gentlemen I'm getting a little excited here and sometimes sometimes I just can't help it because when the spirit of God just begins to move upon me it just begins to bubble up from my belly and it just begins to to overflow so I thank the Lord here tonight hallelujah thank you Lord <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen there's a counterfeit Jesus that's being preached and it's contrary to the very thing that, that Paul was preaching. It's, very, it's contrary to, to what our spirit man knows to be true. Should we sin just because we can be forgiven? Certainly not. You see, because you really have to question your motive on that point. Uh, I'll do this this time and then I'll ask the Lord to forgive me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, your heart was not in it to begin with. You see, your, your motive and your intent was to, to do wrong. You see, in God's heart is to not to do wrong. Why are we not hearing repentance preached no more? Why are we not hearing, hearing the preacher, the ministers, uh, the gospel being preached to, to repent of your sins and turn towards God? This is no longer a gospel that's being preached. And the very gospel that's being preached here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm trying to stay with my notes here a little bit if I could. Because the Lord gave it to me in a particular order for a reason. But I do want to fall back to Matthew chapter 24 and then we'll move on to, to why. We'll move on to why this is no longer being preached in the church and, and I'm going to tell you what has cost this what has cost it of why it's not being done and ladies and gentlemen Matthew 24 and verse 24 which is it's just one scripture but ladies and gentlemen the interpretation of this scripture when you begin to to decipher it and you begin to to break it down word by word and the phrase by phrase Matthew 24 and 24 reads like this, ladies and gentlemen. For false prophets and false, pro uh, excuse me, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. Ladies and gentlemen, and this was the very last time that, that Jesus gave the warning, that he gave the warning about deception and, and, and that this would be the deception at the very end. At the very end, ladies and gentlemen, this would be the deception that we are seeing right now. And this very deception, as, as we begin to 
break down the scripture and and as we break down the word or the saying of a false prophet a false prophet is one who falsely assumes the work of a prophet when he is pretending to foretell things to come or they teach false doctrines in the name of God and the signs that Jesus would be talking about here is that it would be a miracle with a spiritual end in purpose you see the intent the intent of this false teaching is to is to make you realize that you need God but that you no longer have to live for God that you can live in a in a manner which that you please the words wonder is very closely related to the word signs but here's what it denotes it refers to a different class of miracles but in a different aspect of the same miracle the word deceive is to is to cause to wander to lead astray as as a motive or just to lead astray purposely and the word chosen is a choice or election it is selection involved thoughtful and deliberate consideration to know that God has deliberately considered me that he has deliberately considered you to be a chosen one that he has called us you know my Bible says that that many are called but only a few are chosen you see ladies and gentlemen we're all called we're all called but only a few have chosen to accept the call but the very thing that we read here in Matthew 24 and 24 is that at the, the very last deception that would take place, ladies and gentlemen, with that false teachers would be teaching a false doctrine. And Jesus told you in verse 25, and he told me, he said, I have warned you ahead of time. Ladies and gentlemen, what Jesus are we serving? What gospel are we bowing the knee to? What gospel are we believing? You see, too often, too often the ministers have preached a preached a watered-down gospel, and a watered-down gospel has produced a watered-down Christian. And if you've ever tried to just even drink anything, if you tried to drink tea or soda or, or, or whatever kind of beverage it is that you desire to drink, excuse me, and if you put half of the beverage in the cup and then you fill the rest up with water, it becomes diluted and it's watered down and it carries the very taste of something that is watered down. It no longer has the, the potency of And so often people have become used to 
drinking this very beverage, this very soda, this tea, or whatever it is that you desire. They have gotten so used to this watered-down gospel. They have gotten used to the watered-down preaching that I hear about how much God loves me and how much that He has died for me. You see, but I really believe that once I have become saved, I can no longer walk away from God. But ladies and gentlemen, if we can walk forward into God, can we not walk backwards? Does not the book of Revelation speak about the backslider? Did, did, did Jesus not say in Matthew chapter 7 that many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out devils? And Jesus will sadly look at them and say, Get out of my face because I never knew you. Because you were the very one that practiced iniquity. You practiced sinning. Ladies and gentlemen, I know, that I know that this is a truth that nobody really wants to hear. But this is the very truth that we need to hear. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul was speaking to Timothy. And, he, and here's the very thing that he told Timothy. He said, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to a sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and they will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Ladies and gentlemen, the myth is something that is false. And Jesus has clearly warned us in Matthew 24 that at the end times that there would be false preachers, that there would be false teachers. Ladies and gentlemen, and a sheep knows his shepherd's voice. And the very voice that, that, that we need to hear, I, I, I don't have my Bible close to me, but it's his word. It's his very word. And ladies and gentlemen, if we don't know God's word, we can be deceived. So many of you are going from Sunday to Sunday, or even some of you, let's just be real honest with you. You're going from one Sunday a month to one Sunday a month. Or some of you may be CEOs, which is Christian and Easter only. But how often are you opening up God's Word? How often are you opening God's heart and allowing Him to, to speak to you? You see, because God loves you in the same way that He loves me. And He's called you the same way that He's called me. But He said only those that thirst and hunger at the righteousness shall be filled. So the very question that needs to be asked is, is, is why? Well, Paul covered this very same thing of why people would have itching ears. Of why that, 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 excuse me, of, of why that they would no longer want to hear the truth. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, Paul was speaking to Timothy and here's, here's the very thing that he told him. He said, instruct, he said, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts 
and they will learn the truth. Then they will become, then they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Ladies and gentlemen, so many people, they're held captive in chains because they have believed a lie. Simply because that they have rejected the truth. And that they no longer receive the love of Jesus Christ. Because my Bible says that, it says that I chasten those that I love. And those that, those that reject my correction are illegitimate children. And ladies and gentlemen, you can answer this question here tonight. What is an illegitimate child? Is that not a child that's not really yours? So ladies and gentlemen, in closing, I, I want to close with this because here was the very thing that Paul had spoke about that, that they would be held captive by, by, the, by the devil's trap. So ladies and gentlemen, what is the devil's trap? You see, because we had already talked about repentance, we've already talked about uh, the uh, false teaching coming from behind the pulpit from Sunday to Sunday to Wednesday to Wednesday. But ladies and gentlemen, how, how can this be pointed to as the devil's trap? I'm glad you asked that question. So what we're going to do here is we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 18. And this is in closing, ladies and gentlemen. So just bear with me for just a few more moments. But in Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 6. And Jesus was speaking and he said, But if you cause one of these little ones who trusted in me, to fall into sin it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and drown it in the depths of the sea what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin temptations are inevitable but by what sorrow awaits for the person who does the tempting so ladies and gentlemen and you're still asking that question but stay with me They've been tempted to sin. And why have they been tempted to sin? Because the word tempting here is the Greek word that means scandalon. And a scandalon is a, it is the trigger of a trap on which the bait is placed. And when it is touched by the animal, springs have caused it to close, causing an entrapment. Ladies and gentlemen, people have been entrapped. They have been entrapped by the bait of Satan because they've been told that it's okay if you sin. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about did I make a mistake, but here's what I'm talking about is that we're not living a repentful life because repent, again we say, repent means to have a change of heart has a change of mind that is manifested by the way that we live ladies and gentlemen in this false teaching this counterfeit Jesus this false gospel that has been preached for way too long already has tempted people to sin and they have been ensnared they have been trapped by the devil to believe in
But ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, you still have breath in your body. And it's not too late. It's not too, it's not too late to repent and turn towards God. So ladies and gentlemen, as, as I often do, I encourage you to do the very same thing. To turn away from your sinful nature. You see, because just as, as we were born with a sinful nature, with a flesh, we've also been born with a spirit. And our spirit man longs and desires for God. And it longs and desires for the things of God. So ladies and gentlemen, which one are you going to feed the most? Are you going to feed spirit? Or are you going to feed flesh? And whichever one that you feed the most is going to be the one that's dominant. But ladies and gentlemen, we must repent. We must allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, to convict us when we do wrong. And a conviction that, that we realize that we have hurt our Father's heart, that we have broken His heart. You see, because no child, no child ever wants to disappoint their parent. So ladies and gentlemen, my challenge to you here tonight, my challenge to you here tonight is to dive into God's heart and to seek after the real thing, the real Jesus, the very Jesus that Paul had preached on of the death of, of, of Jesus, of how he died to sin, how he died to to his body how he resurrected he became a new man he became something different than what he was and how he preached on the lordship of of jesus christ you see my bible never tells me that that to make him the savior of my life because a savior is something that he did See, we make Him Lord of our life. When we make Him Lord of our life, He is our Master. He is one that we are continuously bowing our knees to. That we are continually bowing our spirit man to. So ladies and gentlemen, I challenge you here today, once again, to seek after the real thing. To seek after God with all of your heart. Never have the desire to, to hurt God to make him feel bad you see the real love that a husband would have for his woman is that he would never do wrong whether she's around or not around you see because his love is so great for her is that he honors her when he sees her and when he doesn't see her thank you lord hallelujah ladies and gentlemen i thank you for joining here with me tonight we're going to close in prayer and i, I pray that you can find that spot right now that, that that you can just open your heart to god and that you would have your own words to speak to him you see because my words may be different than yours but the most important thing that you can do is that you can repent and that you can turn towards god turning towards God is turning away from sin because sin is the opposite and contrary to God's nature let us pray dear heavenly father lord we thank you one more time lord that you have blessed us lord that you have poured your heart out to us here tonight lord that you have opened our eyes to see your very word lord being fulfilled lord and that we hear tonight lord we hear what you, Holy Spirit, have to say to us, your church, 
your body. Lord, we repent before you right now. Lord, we repent, Lord, that Lord that we have sought after our own desires over the very desire that you have created us for. You have created us, Lord, as a people, Lord, that would worship you wholeheartedly. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, of my sin. Forgive me, Lord, of my own righteousness. And Lord, as I read tonight, Lord, as I didn't read to the to the uh, the multitude here, but Lord, I read to to myself tonight, and and I heard what you told me in in Romans chapter six. Is that as we as we rise with you, as we've died with you, as we rise with you, as we make you Lord of our life, this is what allows us to to walk in a holy life. You see, ladies and gentlemen, holiness, holiness is a word that has, has been misused for so long. Holiness is, was never meant to be a position, but holiness is a walk of life. God has called us to, to be holy as He is holy. He said, for without holiness, no man shall see Him. So ladies and gentlemen, God has called us to to walk in holiness. He's called us to walk in newness of life. So Lord, I pray that you would minister to us continuously, Lord, beyond, beyond beyond this video, beyond this podcast, beyond this episode, Lord, and that you would do the very thing that you desire, Lord, to do in James's life, to do in in those people, Lord, that are sitting here tonight, that you would do this in their life, Lord, because you love them. And Lord, and that was the very same thing that you prayed for your disciples. So, Lord, in closing here tonight, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We give you the glory and the thanksgiving because it was all asked. It's all been, it's all been preached. It's all been read in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I thank you for being here with me tonight. I, I, I thank you for your love. I thank you for... Excuse me, I'm just trying to get ready to hit this stop record button. But, it, but, but just like I said, I thank you for being here tonight. You see, and God has a plan for you. And the very purpose that God has for you is on purpose. You're here on purpose for purpose we can never catch God off guard it's always us that's caught off guard but if we stay in, if we stay with a uh, repentful heart as we keep a knee bowed before him we cannot be so easily caught off guard ladies and gentlemen so I pray I pray for you I would ask not for my sake, but share this video. Share it with someone. Maybe just send a message. Maybe you desire to to share it on Facebook. Maybe you may just share this episode, uh, this video, this episode, whatever it may be. Not for me, because there's because God has plenty of people to speak for Him. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the very word that so many people need to hear. 
So until we meet again, and when we meet again, we'll come back with the, the third part to this episode. I'm really looking forward to it because it's a great word that God has already begun to minister to me. So until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. I love you. And good night.